Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Hour number two of a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, and of course, YouTube TV. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin, who we have not heard a lot from this morning. Sup? Uh, we'll, we'll make amends for that here shortly with some college football guessing lines. You good? Yeah, I'm just watching four different replays of that Jalen Hurts clear touchdown. <laughs> Not clear. How's your? It's not clear at all. That's the biggest point. It's that, not. It's not clear. Yeah, we like in Manhattan. They're like, ah, give him the touchdown. I'm very okay with those rules in the NFL. By the way, which ones? The visual evidence to overturn. I, I am too. It's just yeah. that one to me. I don't. I didn't really see it. How's your? How's your leg doing? More importantly, how's your leg doing after the field goal injury? Uh, it's still a limited mobility, but you know, it's uh. You had less of a hitch in your giddy up today. Yeah, yeah. You noticed that. Yeah. Me walking in. There's yeah. Yeah, less and less of a limp every day. So yeah, Saturday it was Saturday. I could barely walk. This should be a wake up call, Kelly. This should be like okay, it should yeah, it, really now, should. it should. Now I should do this and this and this to improve my life. Oh man, nope. nope. <laughs> Likelihood of those things happening slim to none. Yep, not great. Uh, we always read tweets. By the way, still to come, Pete Futak on college football. We got to talk about this past college football weekend and the one ahead with Penn State uh, taking on Ohio State. We'll talk to Mark Borchard about baseball. And we'll look at some division odds in the NFL. I will say we get tweets. How about we get texts? A lot of my buddies are like, oh, no, don't read this. <laughs> Tim Lawson. Who doesn't want some Zen swag? <laughs> That's that damn straight. <laughs> uh, Richard Palma. Just to add, Tua has now won 10 straight games versus Super Bowl winning coaches. Hey, he wants to give Tua credit for that, too. Okay. All right. And Steve Fezzik. Does Paul Spore live in the Yukon? Looks cold there. <laughs> I was going to say something about that, either on or off. Uh, Austin, Texas, close. Paul uh, exactly. Uh, Paul's often looking chilly. I, I, I don't know what that. What, he is. What that is. He's six foot five and weighs about one seventy. Yeah, one sixty. I'm going to say. Yeah, yeah. I, I could. He's give, built like Chris Sale. I could give him a little, uh, a yeah. little weight. You know. Before we get to college football guessing lines, I did want to say this about last night's game, also, which we. Touching a lot, but maybe not everything, which is one, the te- my teaser this week was the Chicago Bears and the San Diego, excuse me, the Los Angeles Chargers. Why? Because what was my entire reasoning? Minnesota never beats anybody by more than one score. Chicago held it within one score. The Chargers, and this was apparent last night too. So say anything you want to about the Chargers last night and how miserable. Some passes were, some decisions were, the penalties. By the way, 20 total penalties in that game, 11 by Dallas, 9 by Los Angeles, which is just a joy to watch. Um, and as the, as the person on Twitter said, yeah, and a lot we didn't really get to see replays of. 
But the Chargers, no matter their competition, good, bad, ugly, in between, whatever it is, they always manage to keep it within one score. And while you're watching it, you're saying to yourself, and there's no chance they're going to win this game. But they always, and so that, that teaser ends up hitting just on the, on the really brain-dead justification of Minnesota never wins by more than one score. The Chargers never lose by more than one well, score. I, I thought it was the, the, ultimate, the ultimate example of seasons past that have been for the Cowboys and Chargers and what they're currently mired okay. in and the, stuck in, where this it's is, just NFL purgatory. This is exactly where I was going next, which is, and then the real takeaway of this game is, did you learn anything about Absolutely either team? Absolutely nothing. Nothing. Absolutely. And do They're I have exactly who we thought they were? Like, do you have any more confidence in either one of nope. these teams? Nope. Not no. at all. That was, that was another. That was another thing this morning. It was like big win for Dallas. Big win. I'm like, really? Not in the least really? bit. Like the Chargers, you know they're going to be competitive. You know they're not going to figure it out at the end. And with Dallas, you know that it's a complete coin flip on some of these games. First of all, they're capable of going out and getting blasted by Arizona, and they're just there's nothing. First of all, I have no confidence in Dak. Yeah, none. I don't think with all the talent they have offensively, I don't think that they're that great offensively. And defensively, while I do think that they really could be elite, for whatever reason, it doesn't always happen. And I just think they're coaching, like the decision-making with McCarthy is so bad, you know they're not getting to a Super Bowl with this guy. It, it's it's been, not. It's been the same thing since Tony Romo took over. Yes. Like, so for the day that Tony Romo took over at quarterback, this team has been exactly the same every year. It's just like there's been... A couple outlier seasons where they've done a okay, a little bit better or a little bit worse, and we yep. all want to go crazy because it's the Cowboys. But at the end of the day, it's like this, it feels like they've been this same team for what fifteen years you, now. You could cue the Dennis Green; they are who we thought they were at that moment. And then the other upshot of this is, and then yet when we do our power rankings, yes, we have both <laughs> Dallas and the Chargers in the bottom <laughs> half of the top ten. What does this say about this league? Now, maybe we're wrong. Maybe in my case, Detroit shouldn't be eleventh; they should be in there. Maybe in your case, I don't know what team you have on the outside looking in. Maybe, but the point is, is that they're comfortably both of these teams in the top half uh, of NFL teams. Certainly, the top third. So what does it say about the league? And they have no shot at winning it. Neither team has any shot at winning it. And they do. Like, the one all back up, where you're right. You and can, how do the Chargers not? They're full of talent. That's, that's, no, that's, all it was, that's where I was going to go next. Right. It's the If you could have a problem with us having them in our top 10 in our power rankings, yes. roster-wise, oh. these are by... F I, I mean, these two would, would definitely belong top 10. You could probably argue top five, both of them. And it's like, Dr. remember Dr. Bob was on, and he usually gives us college football picks, but he... he Remember that one line where he's like, I'm sorry, the Chargers are just good. <laughs> like yeah, he, right, he yeah. was so yeah. frustrated by it also. Like, no, I'm sorry. They are, you have to you have to respect them. I, I don't know. I don't know. And I, I and, and I've got a like I've got a Chargers yes to make the playoff ticket. I, last night doesn't affect my my thinking with that at all. Like that is Well, the, you know, the thing is the AFC's not as good as we thought it right. was. Yeah. I probably should have said this yesterday on guessing lines. The Jets end up three and three mm, without yes. Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Which remember I was like, they'll take three and three with Aaron Rodgers. So, I said yeah. they take Something two and we've four. Been saying since August. They yep. take two and four with Zach Wilson. They got three and three with Zach Wilson. If you're a Jets fan with a kind of diminished AFC, you're probably like, uh, we could actually do something this year. And God, if I wish we would have had Aaron Rodgers, because then we really could have done something this year. Well, and you know, we lost money. You and I be fair about it. we lost money on this. But I thought the same thing after that Bengals game, too. 
We should, we should have lost money. It's that don't game. look now, but you know, the Bang- Bengals heading into the bye. I don't think they're any good. Okay. Seattle should have beaten them five times in that yeah, game. I, I mean, I agree, but they didn't. They right? didn't. We talk about teams banking wins. Banking wins. They banked it for sure. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's our favorite segment of the week college football guessing lines with Kelly Bybalon. The last week we didn't get, get to it. That's right. No, that's right. We, we didn't push it. We Those delayed it and thing. delayed it, and then it never happened. They went out to the ether. All right, you want to guess some lines? Yeah. All yeah. right, once again, ladies and gentlemen, who are just tuning into this for the first time, you're like, wait, you guess college football lines, too? What do you mean? Uh, Kelly knows the NBA very well. He knows golf very well. He knows a plethora of sports, a cornucopia of sports very well. College football, eh, not so much. And so uh, once we found out he might have been like 28 points off on a line when we were discussing something <laughs> off air, we decided let him have a shot at four random games. You ready? Let's go. Let's go. Uh, Penn State and Ohio State. Okay, this one was pretty difficult. For me. I'm not going to lie. I, th- I, th- I feel like the past couple weeks we've done these, I've got a little easy uh, clump of games. But now that you have lines to compare off of, I think it makes it easier when you get to week like three, four, five, but now it's a little bit harder when you go back and try to compare some opponents. from previous weeks. Yeah, because then you compare opponents and stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. A lot of people were, I know, big on Purdue last week, thinking it was a trap game for Ohio State. Didn't get, uh, they got through that. No problem. 41 to 7 win over Purdue. Penn State unbeaten, but they haven't really played anybody. Okay. Ohio State three point favorite at Notre Dame. They win that 17 to 14. I'm trying to make line manipulation in my head. I'm thinking it's got to be a touchdown versus Penn State, so I went Ohio State minus seven. You're thinking right. Really? Oh, not really. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> Do we have a graphic to show to show this, by the way? Yeah, we don't we, have graphics we anymore? Should. We should. No? There we go. No, it's, it's Ohio State minus four. Okay. You were thinking right, but you went a little too high. Man, Penn State, that respect, huh? Well, this is, I mean, we're going to talk to Futak about this. You have three teams at the top of the Big Ten, Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State. I've watched, so I, I've actually watched a fair amount of college football this year. Big Ten, like none of it. Well, you're not missing a thing because the rest, I mean, we have no idea how good Michigan, Michigan is like a co-favorite to win it all. Yeah. But we don't really know how good they are because they haven't played anybody. Yeah. You could say the same thing about Penn State. I guess Ohio State played at Notre Dame, but it's not like Marshall or Stanford haven't gone into Notre Dame and won games there in recent history also. So this will be a good barometer. Ohio State favored by four is the answer. But you were thinking correctly. Uh, what about FSU? You are an FSU alum, so we always put in an FSU game. They are hosting Duke. This is a really good football game. The undefeated Knowles. This is a big one. Uh, one of the last big tests for my Seminoles here. We got to see what they can do here. Duke coming into the Doke. Um, man, this Florida State team's looked really good at times and then sometimes dragged down into the mud. This was another line that was tough for me to figure out. Duke, coming, I'm really, in, Duke coming into the Doke is a good line, though. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. I'm really high on Duke, though. Like, I'm I, like I'm pretty high on this team. I, I've watched a couple of their games so far. Uh, the quarterback, I don't remember his name, but he's supposed to be uh, he's supposed to go high in the NFL draft. He looks pretty dang good. Uh, bouncing back, beating N- uh, NC State nicely last week after losing to Notre Dame. FSU keep ripping off wins. I made this FSU eight and a half. Did you know? Yeah. Well, FSU eight and a half. I've been high on them so far every week we've done this, so I don't yeah, really. Well, guess what? They're two touchdown favorites. Oh, okay. I went low this time. Yeah. I went low. I've Look been too you. high. So Look I, at you. So objective. I adjusted back because I've been high on them. Tennessee at Bama. Bama figures out a way against Arkansas. Jalen Mil- Mil- uh, Milrow has a big conversion late to seal the deal. Yep. What do you like here? I mean, Bama's playing everybody close, right? Tennessee five and one, but like, okay, we talk about conferences. I have obviously the SEC tougher, but not a not a master 
you know, not a really tough schedule that they've had to play. So five one, I made Bama three and a half. I just I don't think they're blowing anybody out. So three and a half point favorites at home over Tennessee. That's what I got. Bama three and a half. Nope, it's Bama nine. Okay, still get, they still get respect to the market. <laughs> yeah, they still. I probably should have factored that. Apparently, you don't respect yeah, them. But. Yeah. Uh, and then, real quick, Minnesota at Iowa. Uh, you can guess the line, but the total here is thirty-two and a half right okay, now. Okay, so I didn't look at that going into that, which made this tougher because in my head, I'm like, it's Iowa. Are they going to have like a total of thirty-four again? Of course they do. Mid Iowa six, six, huh? Three and a half. Yeah, you done okay. Those points are worth a lot. Florida State was actually your worst, I think. Or no, Bama was your worst one. All right, we'll try it again next week. College Football Guessing Lines with Kelly. Pete Futak on College Football. Mark Borchard on Baseball next. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way. A brand new show from My Heart Podcast where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before. Tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check the current betting splits data. But seriously, NSYNC's better than Backstreet Boys. What did you say? NSYNC's better than Backstreet Boys. Oh, stop it. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every five minutes, so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits, yet another way that VEASAN is here to make you smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. The truth is I have no opinion on that subject, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say the Backstreet Boys did a... Uh, they did a... I guess you can call it a residency across the street at Planet Hollywood, across the street on the strip anyway, Planet Hollywood. And my, my girl was, she was so excited to go. And it was, I forgot the, they were it was the most cheese ball thing I've ever seen in my life. I it, bet they were like Billy Joel. Do they play uh, all their old hits? Oh, well, that's imagine, all they have. Imagine if Backstreet Boys was like, all right, we're going to roll out some of our <laughs> new stuff. Here. Oh God. <laughs> this is old man. It's like, this is great. Uh, Pete Futak, ladies and gentlemen, he's always great. Whether it's old school or new school, he's always got good stuff. Uh, he is the uh, founder of collegefootballnews.com, here to talk college football with us, and it's about time. How you doing, Peter? 
Well, first of all, you're 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 saying that's you're in Vegas and that's the most cheese ball thing you've ever seen. And two, in your banter back and forth, did I hear you go Bobby Brown every little step? Speaking of boy bands, uh, good to good to go solo, a little Bobby Brown uh, every little step there. Wow. I didn't catch that I did a Bobby Brown thing. I didn't. No. You did. I also didn't call them the most cheesiest thing I've ever seen, the most cheesy thing, but you 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 gave it a superlative. So I, I believe I was misquoted okay. there, Peter Fute. It's okay. okay. Sorry, just the cheesy well, the cheesiest thing. Okay, I, I threw a little thing on oh, there. So cheesiest I, I added a yeah. You said the cheesiest, so that that's pretty impressive stuff. I'll, I'll tell you one of the most awesome things I saw was Babyface last Friday night at the Palms. Now that did include wow. every little step by Bobby oh, Brown. Anyway, oh, Gil, Gil Lover in the house. Look well, out. Well, here's the thing. So let's we got to talk about last weekend first. It's high time. Speaking of Friday night, Go. Colorado and Stanford. Yep. Now let's take the Mark Jones announcing thing aside. Because God, okay. if I'm the network, well, how about the 19 alerts every minute from ESPN telling me that Deion Sanders is mad at you and coming at and coming for you and all that kind of stuff? <laughs> well, I by the way, if I'm the network, I thought that broadcast was shameful. I really do. But that's another. You subject. can't be a cheerleader. You can't. You can't. Right, anyway, you, yes. can't. You, can, you can't. You, you cannot talk about how this lead is has been epically. You cannot not talk about how the lead has been epically squandered. You cannot not. Not emphasize how bad that pass was by Shadur Sanders in overtime. Well, Colorado's not good. So okay. start with that. Let's and start with that. And, and, and like, look, it, it's you're not dog. I love the Deion Sanders is my favorite, probably sports personality of all time, and I love this Colorado thing. And it's amazing what they've done. But Colorado's not good because they're not good on the lines. And the, my, I, I've said this all along. Even if they did beat uh, Stanford, they aren't winning another game. Uh, Arizona's Ooh, good. So Arizona wow. was their one shot. Okay. If you look at the rest of their schedule, if they beat Stanford, Arizona was their one shot at going bowling. And now Arizona, after what they did to Wazoo, uh, they're not beating Arizona. They're definitely not winning any of these other big games against these good teams going the rest of the way. So all of a sudden you're hyping up big time, a probable four and eight team here, four which and eight. again, great great turnaround from what they were is probably the worst or second worst of Northwestern uh, power five program last year. Amazing stuff. But to, to give them this type of hype is, is kind of insane, especially when there are so many other big things going on, but I get it. I love Dion too. So I, I get it. Yeah. Uh, but just not that great. Big difference between uh, yeah, that not getting a fifth win four and eight doesn't look all that good at all at that point. Um, not yeah. that five, not that a five win season would be that spectacular, but it just feels a little last year. It was, yeah, yeah. feels, it, feels a, a lot better. Turnaround. Um, okay. Of course the game that lived up to all the hype, uh, UW and Oregon, which, uh, Washington gets it done in the end in large part because Dan Lanning apparently couldn't, res he couldn't take all the flash and all the, uh, other stuff that occurred on the other side of the field. He blew or he went for it twice on fourth down, deep into Washington territory. Those both failed. Then he tried to seal the deal on fourth down late, and it all backfired, and Washington wins this football game. 36-33, to three-point favorite in the end, so right on the number. How do you feel, though? Oregon, Bo Nix looked great. Oregon can still get to the promised land, can't they, even with the loss? What's your takeaway? Yeah, look, look if, you're, if your college kicker pushes that thing a foot to the other side, it's overtime, and it's a different narrative right now. Look, I, I'm, I am not the go-for-it guy, but if that's your thing, be, let it be your thing. Like Again, 
He's got a narrative and he didn't waver from it. So that I don't mind. If that's your team's mindset, if that's you say, we are going, we're aggressive at all times. Okay. I, I will buy that. It's the selective aggressiveness. I usually have a problem with that. But uh, if you're going to say my team, I believe in you. I believe in my quarterback. We're going to go for it each time. And it took, even going for it on fourth down, it took an NFL, that, that laser beam second to last pass that Michael Penix threw oh, between two guys. Oh man. That's, that's a, that's a real man pass. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was amazing. It took that and it took a, a dry and a missed kick. It took a lot of other things for them to lose that game, but you're right. Oregon's still in this. I don't think why I think Washington's got two losses. I mean, they, the PAC 12 is just going to eat itself up. I mean, you look at all these games, they all play USC. They all play Washington state, Oregon state. I think is going to be a massive player in this. Utah is still going to be a mess player. UCLA is good enough and they all play each other. And they're just, they all have the free space win against Colorado and they all have the problems playing everyone else along. What a way for this conference to go out. It's the best conference in college football. I think right now, it's, again, look right now, the crazy part about it is two of the three best SEC teams are in the big 12. And you could argue that two of the five best, uh, big 10 teams, actually three of the six best big 10 teams, or even seven are in the Pac-12. So it's it's an amazing, amazing year for this conference. All Unfortunately, right. it's not going away. Let's do rapid fire, Pete. Rapid fire Go. here for the last four minutes. All right. Penix is the rightful favorite to win the Heisman Trophy. Until proven otherwise, you have to. It's Yeah, there's still more to come. But yeah, at the right at the moment, it's got to be him. Otherwise, who else is it? Let's break pain. I alluded to Alabama in the last segment, figuring out a way to hold off Arkansas. Jalen um, Milrow made one big play there on a conversion late. Yep. If Alabama ends up with one loss, they're in the playoff no matter what, right? Absolutely. If they win the SEC, the SEC. but here's the other, here's the other crazy part. If Georgia loses a game along the way, they don't be, it wouldn't be insane if you don't have an SEC team in the college football playoff because Alabama could lose along the way to an LSU or to somewhere. I think they lose to Auburn. It's my craziest call here. Uh, but it's yes, Alabama 12 and one SEC champion. Alabama is absolutely in the college football playoff. All right. Um, I was saying earlier, Michigan, we don't, you know, as great as they've been, we don't really know anything about them based on competition. Same can be said for Penn state. I guess Ohio state had the win at Notre Dame, but I pointed out, you know, Marshall won the game there. And so did Stanford, um, Penn state, Ohio state this weekend, who you got? Uh, Ohio State very, very sheepishly, mainly because it fits my narrative that I think we're going 2008 Big 12 South. We remember with Texas, Oklahoma, and Texas Tech all beat each other, and they all had the same record. I kind of think Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State are all going to end up at 11-1, and in which case it would probably be Ohio State that gets the nod because it's common opponents from the West. Uh, so, I, But Penn State's really good. Ohio State at home is going to pull it out. I wish the number was more than four. I, I would love to take Ohio State, but Penn State to cover. Uh, four is just too tight. So I'm going to very sheepishly say Ohio State. In this. You're, but you're taking the points, you said? Is that what you, you said? Yeah, I'll take that. Four is too little. I, if, it, if it got, it was it started off five and a half or so, I would take uh, Penn State uh, to cover in that. But now four is a little too low. I think it's going to go lower than that. Ohio State with the points. All right. Iowa, Wisconsin, well under oh. the total of 31 and a half. Well under with only 21 wow. scores. What, ab- what, what, what about Iowa, Minnesota, 32 and a half under? I can't. I can't. Look, I, I'm not a money ball believer necessarily. I'm a believer that you always, always, always go over if you're given 32. And 
it just goes against my beliefs, but man, that, that system kind of works. Iowa definitely beating with uh, uh, Minnesota and given the point, uh, Minnesota does not beat Iowa. And I got it. I will always take the over on 32 and I'm the silly man. If it doesn't work, silly man. Uh, okay. What's your favorite bet of the weekend? Uh, going back to what you were saying, what do we want in this betting world? You want consistency and nobody is more crazy consistent than Michigan. They are killing everybody. And just, you know what you're getting right now. They, they don't give up more than seven points. And when they do, it's the 10 points against Minnesota on one big play where you had a slip uh, defensive back. They're going to beat uh, Michigan state by more than 24 and a half. They just, they just destroying everything in their path. You're right. They haven't really played anybody that great. So what do you do? You be perfect. And they have been perfect against this mediocre schedule the whole way. I like that. And I like Tennessee to cover against Alabama. Not really that hot that they're going to, but nine and a half Alabama is just too shaky. Tennessee's just okay. But nine and a half is a little too much for me. Uh, last thing, Utah and USC. SC favored by a touchdown. What do you think? That's a lot. I still, USC is going to bounce back. Utah is pretty but I'm going to go USC in the points now. Peter Futak, Power 5 snob, everybody. Appreciate it, Pete. Thank you so much. There. At Pete Futak, F-I-U-T-A-K, collegefootballnews.com is where you can uh, find out everything that Pete is writing about. And, man, does he write about everything. It is a treasure trove of college football news. We'll get back to baseball on the other side. Mark Borchard on both the AL and NLCS. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hey, don't forget on DraftKings Sportsbook this season, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get a no sweat same game parlay every day. Download the app and use the promo code VEGAS when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Skill Alexander, Kelly Bidlin, live from Bar Canada at the D. How you doing? You like you enjoying your commuting to Bar Canada at the D? Yeah? Getting yeah. used to it? Sure. Do you do freeway? Getting or do you more do... used to it. Yeah, getting freeway or non-freeway? What do you do? Depends on the day. Depends on the day. Yeah. Depends on the day. South Point, I was always freeway. Here? Nah. Not so much. I mean, when we go home, it's always Dean Martin. Oh, for, for sure. Yeah. Because I look, I, sure. I just cruise by. I cruise by at like 45. I look to the left, and I just see a, a bunch of people jammed in traffic. Felica oh was God. dying at your Alabama guess, by the way. He said Bama minus three and a half at home versus Tennessee. LOL. Only <laughs> off by five points. <laughs> Florida State was way worse, right? Uh, that was off by like a full touchdown on yeah, that one. Yeah, but that was way higher. This one like went through the seven. Yeah, yeah. This is worse. <laughs> uh, we get tweets at Beatty the Book. Uh, everybody's got theories. Sean's Fox plays. That's Sean's Fox plays. He says, I think the thing that's leading to lower scores in the NFL is refs on any turnover. Go with the turnover as they know it will be auto-reviewed, meaning now you have to have conclusive evidence that isn't that it isn't a turnover, and most of these replays go with the stand's call. Stats, please, he says. So in other words, his way of saying, I'm not really sure, come up with the numbers for this, please. But it's a theory. I, I think there's multiple reasons I think Drew hit on the biggest one, though. If you're just seeing a lot of defensive scheme changes from what you saw five, six years ago, and it's you haven't seen offenses truly adjust to that. Wishnev says these long drives, obviously Philly having a 19 play drive being the king of this, but there's lots of, we we had two games yesterday on guessing lines where by the time you get to the second quarter, each team has had one drive. That's it. Mm -hmm. Like there's really long sustained drives and he goes, well, that sounds great. He's right. He goes from an entertainment standpoint. Nobody, nobody cares about these four yard outs. No, they they don't. They don't. But that's what the, that's, I mean, the defenses are forcing you to do that. It's prove it to me. You can move the ball 
80 yards downfield over 15 plays and score a touchdown. Nevada Azer. Both the Chargers and Dallas suffer from owner head coach issues. Oh, you're right about yeah. that, man. One owner's cheap as hell and has zero credibility. Talk about the Chargers. The other guy still thinks it's the 90s. Both teams going nowhere fast. I could not agree more. Absolutely. Um, okay. I want to talk some division odds here yeah, in the National Football League. Um, we're at the point now where you can sort of take a uh, take a gander at these and actually look at strength of schedule and uh, try to juxtapose one against the other, see if there's any bets available on these. Let's go to the AFC North, where right now, if you go to the uh, the standings in the AFC North, you have uh, at the top the Ravens at 4-2. They ought to be 6-0, and but they're not. They're 4-2, and followed closely by Pittsburgh and Cleveland, both a half game behind at 3-2, and and then Cincinnati a full game behind, but only a full game behind at 3-3. Three and three. That's your whole division, all bunched up one game apart. Ravens are plus 140, well short to win the division of the other teams. The Browns are plus 265. The Bengals are 4-1. to one. The Steelers are plus 425. So, quick look at the old strength of schedule on this. And right now, when you go to the entire National Football League, you know who's got the two toughest remaining strength of schedules in the entire National Football League? We're just going off of winning percentage. Winning, opposing okay. winning yep. percentages, nothing else. I have no idea. Cincinnati has the toughest remaining opponent strength of schedule, 619 aggregate win percentage. Baltimore, second toughest aggregate opposing winning percentage, 597. Yeah, that so division has a lot to do with it. Division has a lot to do with it, but Cincinnati still has to play San Francisco. They still got to play Kansas City. They still got to play Buffalo and the Jags That's in crazy. addition to Baltimore and Cleveland, obviously. And then Baltimore still got to play San Francisco and Miami and Detroit and Seattle and the Jags in addition to the Clevelands of the world. So, I mean, those two teams have it rough schedule-wise. As far as Cleveland and Pittsburgh are concerned, you got to go all the way, not only to the bottom half of football, but you got to go all the way to the bottom eight. Pittsburgh has the, uh, excuse me, ninth, no, 10, bottom 10. Pittsburgh has the 10th easiest remaining. Cleveland has the eighth easiest remaining. So based on schedule, wow, the Browns at plus 265 would be sort of the one you might gravitate towards. By the way, to make playoffs, you will notice in the right column there, if you're watching at Visa.com or the Visa app, the Browns are actually the favorite of the four to make the playoffs at minus 160. Oh, no, pardon me. The Ravens are minus 230, and the Browns are minus 160. So I guess in both cases, what I'm saying are the Browns, based on schedule, ought to represent value. The big caveat with the Browns... We have no idea what's going on yeah, with Deshaun Watson. No idea or at least happening. I think so. Yeah. No <laughs> idea what's happening at quarterback. Even this week, you don't know what's happening don't at quarterback. Know. But beyond that, as Kelly was saying yesterday, this feels like it's a bigger story than we're getting yeah. told here. So I don't know. And to me, the Ravens are still the tried and true uh, uh, franchise here. I think they should still, I mean, they ought to be 6-0. and And I don't buy into the Bengals. I just don't. They have not looked good. They've won a couple games here. Yes, they're banked. But they've won a couple games here that they probably could have just as easily lost. Not probably. They could have. And then the Steelers. Nobody thinks they're, I mean, hey, I get it. They're three and two. And Mike Tomlin's Mike Tomlin. But come on. I'm not trying to hate on them anymore. But doesn't it, it feels like that number should be 10 to one or something. Like feels that. like it. I, I mean, just because of how good. 
how good the Ravens and Browns have looked so far. And then if the Bengals yeah. can put something together, I, I mean, I think almost everybody would agree they're kind of the fourth team. I guess. So, uh, yeah. So I guess they can have shorter odds to make the playoffs than the Bengals. Like that's got a little wild. I think the conclusion there is based on schedule, the Browns represent the value, but it's just, can you really trust great defense? Can you trust what's happening at quarterback? I mean, I, I know, know there's a difference in odds. I'd be willing to take a flyer on the, on the Bengals before I would on the Browns. Like I, I think a Browns defense is incredible, but I really, I really do. There's so, think there's something, something going on behind the scenes with Deshaun Watson and his quarterbacks. See, and I think the Bengals, there's something terribly off about them. That could change, but right now, like I just don't buy into it. Yeah, yeah, it's just I, you know, I'm, I'm, I I think Burrow's looking better and better. They go into a bye week. Is he going to come out the other side looking like the old Burrow, or is this thing gonna, you know, is this gonna bother him all season long? Which we've, you know, heard about from people uh, that it could potentially. And yeah, like the defense has got to be better. I think you saw some of the, you know, some of that pass rush coming through last game. Uh, uh, The two ends playing great um, in that one, but the. I mean, Burrow and the offense got it better. If they can be the offense we've seen in the past, yeah, I think they can still win this division. I think if you're, I think if you get over four to one, it's not a bad ad right now. Well, but here's the other way to look at the Bengals. So they they beat Arizona. Yeah, that was probably they, they probably should have won that game. Even though, again, I will say Arizona had a chance to go ahead late in the yeah, third yeah, quarter yeah. on a fourth and one. They didn't convert it. Seattle had. I'm going to count again, roughly 49 chances mm-hmm. to win that game. They did. Now Cincinnati has a bye. So your instinct is, oh, great. Now the Burrow gets to heal up even more, as does everybody else on the team. But you know what they have after the bye? San at Francisco, San Francisco right? yeah. and home Buffalo, followed by a Houston game that then goes at Baltimore. <laughs> so if you want to bet the Bengals, my advice would be Wait till chill. Buffalo, at least. Yeah, yeah. like just, just wait because it doesn't. it's not going to get better before I think it might get worse. I think you're right there. Yeah, I think you're right. Ravens, I know these odds, I wanted to to talk about these just because I thought the odds were. I think the top and the bottom odds are a little silly. I I, I think they're both way too short. I would agree with that. I think Ravens are plus 140. I would never bet that. I would never bet. No. And Steelers plus 425, same thing. Also, the win totals, right? Again, based on strength of schedule. Like, the Ravens are 10 and a half. Listen. They while they might have, you know, while they should perhaps be six and oh, right? They're not, to get to, they're not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and to get to 11, they got to win seven of their remaining 11 games. And we just went through the schedule of who they played. The, so the Ravens are at 10 and a half, the Browns are at nine and a half. Man, that's a good Bengals call. and Steelers both at eight and a half. So just think about the point. Let, let's say the Did we just walk into a juicy under on the Ravens. Well, we might have, but what about the Bengals? So the Bengals are three and three. Let's say that schedule we just gave them. Let's say they go two and two. Let's be conservative. They're five and five. At that point, they still got to go four and three down the stretch to get over eight and a half. Well, I guess that's doable. But the Ravens under might be interesting. Their remaining schedule. Yeah. Lions at home this week. Which I think they win, though. That's the thing. See, I'm a Ravens guy. So this is another one. This is another one where, okay, you and I are a little bit oppo on that this week. But if you're in your camp... You wait a couple weeks because yes. this is another one. You've yes, got you Lions at home, and then you're on the road at Arizona. So, okay, if you're thinking that's a win, right? If you like them against the Lions this week and then at Arizona, wait till then, right? Because then it's Seahawks, Browns, Bengals, Chargers, bye, Rams, Jags, Niners, Dolphins, Steelers. And that's the pro tip, right? The pro tip with all of this, because we now have the luxury of adjusted season win totals each and every week with, with uh, these sports books. 
you should be able, based on schedule, and we said this pre-flop yeah. too, right? We say it every year. Based on schedule, you should try to analyze what the optimal time is for betting anything over or under. And you also have to be okay in doing that with letting a few get away if it doesn't work out the way you anticipate. Just like live betting, right? It's just, just like, like if you go into a game with a live betting plan, you have to be okay if it, the situation that you had in your head doesn't come to fruition. 100%. Um, that's the key with all of that. But check the schedule first and then go from there. Use that as your North Star and your general handicap as well. Mark Borchard on baseball on the other side. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything everybody including sitting presidents so join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before tell it like it is and even sing a song or two this is our podcast and we're going to do it our way listen to our way on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Get a daily email recapping all the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You also get unlimited access to our VEASAN.com slash picks page. Sort picks by sport, matchup, event, date, and more. Check the top VEASAN experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI, and see which VEASAN expert has the hot hand for VEASAN Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24-7 video access. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Sign up today for only $19. That's 19 United States dollars for your first month at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Uh, boy, when these baseball games are juxtaposed against some of these NFL games, baseball is really taking the cake. Even though, as we said earlier, none of these series have been competitive. We bring in Mark Borchard from BaseWinner, BaseWinner.com, at BaseWinner on Twitter, of course, to join us now from an undisclosed location somewhere in the desert. How you doing, Mark? You know, I can't be happier. I, you know, I'm going to go to game four Ooh, of the nice. National League Championship Series. Got nice seats. And I tell you what. It was looking like the Phillies were just 
just jumped on them so early. It looked like it wouldn't get to a game four last night. <laughs> wouldn't get to <laughs> wouldn't get to a game four. I see what you did there in a best of seven. Uh, no, we'll get to a game four. I promise you that. Uh, I'll ask you the same first question that I asked of of uh, Spore, which is again sweeps all throughout the wild card. Then we had two out of the four were sweeps in the division round. Uh, both the Braves miraculously and the uh, Twins managed to win one game in their respective series in the division round. Now we have a two nothing in the AL. And obviously, uh, someone had to win game one in the NL. Do you think either of those two series, either of these two series, is going to end up competitive? And by competitive, let's define that. That one of the two eventual losing teams will win two times. Do you think that will happen in one of these series? Um, Possibly in the Houston one, Gil. Just to give you my sweep percentages as we speak right now, I've got actually a 32% chance for... Uh, Texas to sweep Houston. Uh, so, like, if you can get it in the market at 213 or better, that's probably a good bet. And then I've got Philly to sweep uh, 21% of the time. I tell you what, Philly, Philly's going to have uh, – I got Arizona favorite in game three. I'm not a big fan of Suarez. Uh, other than that, and, and the other thing, too, about Philly, Gil, or the Philly-Arizona series, rather, is this Arizona bullpen's been really, really good. Yeah, it has. And they weren't, they weren't going into the into – the, uh, uh, you know, into the playoffs. They've been really good in the playoffs. So is that sustainable? Probably not. All right. So let's let's go back to what you just said about a bet. What's your favorite bet right now then? Whether it's, you know, Astros plus 360, Diamondbacks plus 275 for the series, whether it's in game two of the, uh, of the Phillies-Diamondbacks series tonight, which is, of course, uh, Aaron Nola going for the Phillies and this one, the Diamondbacks coming back with Merrill Kelly, Nola and the Phillies about a minus 155 favorite in this. Maybe it's game three of the Rangers and the Astros. You just cited game three of the Phillies and the Diamondbacks. Is that your favorite bet that exists right now? Oh, no, 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 no. Tonight, I think that this Philly team is going to get all over Merrill Kelly. And I say that for, for a variety of reasons. So what I did is I played the team total over four and a half. And you can get a plus money right now. And if you look at the base runs per game median for the Phillies this year, it's 5.94. And that's against better pitching. I mean, they were all over uh, Strider. They had opportunities against Strider. They had opportunities last night. It really, when you do these base runs, it comes out with the base runs. You look at the last three games, 9.79, their home game. Uh, the first home game against Atlanta, then 6.44 against Strider and the, and the bullpen of Atlanta. And then last night, 5.94. And then if you look at last year's uh, base runs at home, it was 5.8. So I don't really see a reason why that's not going to go over four and a half. You know, Merrill Kelly, you know, on the world's biggest stage, they say world's baseball classic, he was not the master performer. And then you've got master performer on the world's biggest stage, Trey Turner. Remember he was just on the tear. So I, I just think that uh, for, for all those reasons, that four and a half looks so sweet at plus money. And the only reason I didn't play like a run line or derivative run lines is, is Nolan got, he allowed some runs last year uh, in that uh, NLCS, the last year one. So he's kind of guy that he can be lights out or they can get to him. So I, I wanted to pass on the side, but I think that total looks really, really good tonight, Gil. Interesting. So team total full game, not team total first five. Would you hate that bet for the Phillies? I wouldn't hate the first five that I want to play the full game. I don't think that this, uh, I don't think that this, this D backs, uh, the D backs lineup is, uh, are the, uh, sorry, I had another call come in. Yeah, we heard the D backs, uh, <laughs> the, 
the yeah, sorry about that, Gil. That's the right. D-backs relief pitching, the D-backs relief pitching, I don't think they're going to be able to sustain that. I think that they're more of a like maybe 10 to 15 type of a bullpen, you know, on, okay. on a larger sample. And, uh, you know, they've, they've been doing good with the slider. I think the Phillies can hit the slider pretty good. So we'll, we'll see what happens in this game. Okay. Um, you didn't say definitively. You said, you, you know, you thought when I asked, the way I couched the first question was, hey, if either or either of these two teams – um, either of these two series is the losing team eventually going to win, uh, you know, even two games. And you said Houston had the better shot at that. So I, I sort of couched it in a way that forced you into that answer. But does that mean that you might like the Astros in game three tomorrow against Max Scherzer? Well, it's so hard to know. I can tell you how I have it priced. You know, I've got a price with Scherzer at minus 153. But, you know, you have mm. a guy who hasn't pitched for a while with, with Scherzer, and I'm using Javier's numbers over the last 17 games. He's been better over the last couple games, and he's one of those guys where if he's got it, he's got it, and they're not going to be able to touch him. Houston's bullpen's been very good, and surprisingly, Texas bullpen, uh, you know, they got got dicey yesterday a little bit, but uh, they have been for the postseason really playing above their heads. So for me, that's a tough call, even though I have it priced at minus 153. I may not make a play. I may just uh, you know pass on it. You know, Gil, I, I've got Texas and Philly in a, a series parlay looking pretty nice right now, plus 221. How would you – I'll put you on the spot then since you have that. How would you price a Phillies-Rangers – and we'll just use that as the first example because they're both ahead. How would you price a Phillies-Rangers World Series in which, as we talked about earlier on the show, the Rangers would actually have home field based on sweeping the Phillies the first week of the season, the first weekend of the season, first series of the season? Well, I tell you what, just, just off the top of my head, the, the, the offenses component-wise are about the same. You've got, you know, if Scherzer pitches up to his level, uh, I, I think you can make a case for the starting pitching about the same. And then Philly's got a little bit of an edge in the bullpen. So I would just call it a coin flip. Uh, and I think I'll be pretty close when I price it out. Yeah, I think you're probably right. What's I mean, OK, so you have the bet with the Phillies and the Rangers. I have the same thing with the Phillies and the Astros as an exact uh, Phillies beating the Astros in the World Series. So we are we are inevitably colored by our wallet and what, you know, through the prism of our of our money. What's if you took that aside, if you could try to take that aside, what's the series you'd like to see in the World Series? Well, I want to see the Phillies because that's it's my family's team, obviously. And then I'd like to see, I mean, no offense, Gil. I mean, I love you and I want to see you hit your bat, but I want to see the Rangers. In <laughs> yeah. it. I mean, I'm sick and tired of watching this Astros. I think, mo- I think most people would agree with you. Plus, the way that both of those offenses are right now, what a mash fest of a World Series that ought to be, right? Like, I mean, that would be phenomenal. It'd be really, it'd be really good. You know, it's nice to get get different teams, and I know the Phillies were in last year, but it'd be nice to see them come in and and, and win it. Uh, that would be a more exciting series. But you know, you can't ca- count these Astros out. They had the opportunity yep. yesterday, and I, I don't know, you know, if I have it priced, you know, okay, well they've got a, you know, that the, yeah, what do they have right now? Sixteen percent chance to win the series. Maybe you know, from a number standpoint. It looks 16 percentage, but maybe from the eye standpoint, it's more more like a 25 percent chance. Gil. Yeah, and baseball is different from basketball, right? Like, what's the uh, what's the saying? You know, your momentum goes only as far as your next starting pitcher, or whatever the uh, phrase is. So you just never know with this stuff. It doesn't mean that the since the postseason has been so definitive in one team's favor over the other in all these previous series that that's likely to continue. It may not, um, but I think I think for the Rangers fans and and their better standpoint, but certainly from the fans, like 
2010, they lost to the Giants. 2011, which to me is the most underrated great World Series of all time when they lost to the Cardinals, the David Freeze, Nelson Cruz series. Um, we will see you tomorrow night when, when uh, Jack Buck paid tribute to his dad, Joe Buck. What a, uh, what a long time coming this would be for the Rangers to get back in this 12 years later. Um, well, I think one thing you want to hear, Gil, for this Houston series, at least in the next couple of days, is we'll see you tomorrow night. We'll see, we'll see you tomorrow night for sure. Um, but, you, but there's nothing to, to you. But that's the old Jack Buck, Joe Buck. That's a Jack Buck, Joe Buck trade-off. You know, Minnesota, Atlanta, Jack Buck goes, we'll see you tomorrow night. And yeah. Joe Buck did it in the, in the Texas series. Yep. Yeah, Joe Buck uh, paid tribute to his dad with that when, because when the Cardinals came back in that epic game six, that featured the ball going over Nelson Cruz's head and David Freeze winning it, I think, in uh, extra innings as well. Um, yeah, he paid tribute to that old Minnesota-Atlanta call from his dad. Was it Minnesota-Atlanta? Was it that series where his dad did that, or was it the other It one? was Minnesota-Atlanta, I yeah. do believe, in Minnesota. We'll see you tomorrow night. Love Jack Buck. All right. A little bit better than Joe Buck. So you like the team total over on the Phillies, four and a half, full game tonight. That's your favorite bet. Mark, enjoy the game tonight, and enjoy uh, the rest of the week in baseball. It's going to be sweet. Friday night's going to be so fun watching those Phillies play. All right, man. Enjoy. Mark Borchard, everybody, at Base Winner. By the way, I just threw it up This Week in Baseball for all you Mill Island people. That's before your time. This Week in Baseball. Time for this week's Twib Notes. No, it's time for Best Bets. Enjoy that from Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. If I could be you. And you could be me. For just one hour. If you could find a way. To get inside. Each other's mind. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. We've all felt left out. And for some, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Walk a mile in my shoes.